Our scripture reading comes from John chapter 20. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where, I, where you have laid him, so I may find him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and saying to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced this to the disciples. I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listening to the Easter story is sort of like reading a mystery novel beginning with the last chapter. You read the novel, and if you already know how it's going to end, there's not the intrigue or the emotion because you know the ending. When we listen to the Easter story, it's hard for us to really identify with some of the characters there because we know the end of the story. We're here 2,000 years later, and we know what it all means. But why was it so hard for Mary to believe in a resurrection? Three times on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus had told his disciples, I'm going to Jerusalem, and when I get to Jerusalem, I am going to be arrested, I'm going to be mocked, I'm going to be beaten, I'm going to be scourged, and I'm going to die. But don't worry, because I will be raised to life. Three times Jesus had said that the first time, Peter condemned Jesus and said, Never, Lord, that should never happen, and Jesus calls him a devil. The second time, the disciples are so overwhelmed and confused that nobody's willing to ask Jesus anything. And the third time, James and John seek positions of power and glory. But Jesus had told the disciples that's what exactly was going to happen. And yet, when Mary got to the tomb, and found that the stone had been rolled away and it was empty, she was overwhelmed by grief. She had come with a purpose that day. She had come to that grave. She had come with the other women because they had to do for Jesus what the law required. They had to anoint his body. They had to wrap his body. They had to prepare it for a proper burial. And that was what was on her mind. And when the stone's gone, and... Peter and John have been there and seen the empty tomb, and Mary is still overwhelmed by grief, and she just sits there outside the tomb. 
Jesus comes, stands there with her, and he thinks, she thinks he's the gardener. You see, even though they had heard those promises of Jesus, they had been there on Good Friday. They had seen the cross. They had seen Jesus beaten. They had seen him drained of all energy. They had seen him die. They had seen the spear go into his side and the blood and water come rushing out. They saw all that. Well, how then could you believe that he was really alive? And so she, she turns to Jesus, thinking he's the gardener, and, and says, just tell me where you've taken him. Tell me where you've taken him, and we'll go and we'll take care of the body. It's interesting to note that the life of Jesus on earth is documented not for us only in the scriptures, but is also documented for us in secular history. And even the fact of the empty tomb is documented in secular history. The question is, what happened to the body? And that's where our faith comes in. Because we believe he's alive. So Jesus says to her, Mary. And he and she recognizes him. Now was it was it the tone? And she recognized that sound? Was it the way he said Mary? And he had heard him say that before. This is Mary Magdala. This is the one who had had seven demons removed from her by Jesus. How was it that in the name she recognized Jesus? Jesus called her by name and she knew it was him. He was alive. Jesus calls us by name. The very first time he calls us by name is in the water of our baptism when he says, when, when the words were spoken, Larry, Alan, Stottero, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and we are called by name. And we recognize him through faith. But we still at times have our doubts. For the great tempter, Satan himself, loves to cast doubt upon us in terms of do we really, really, really believe that what God says is true? We really believe that God means it when Jesus says, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, if he means that, where was Jesus? Where was God? when innocent, innocent children were shot in a school. If he really means that, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age, where was God when I needed him last week? When my life was going through a crisis. And we too, times, wonder and doubt. It all began in the garden. When God put Adam and Eve there in the garden and Satan shows up as the tempter, what does he do? His first temptations are to cast doubt on the word of God. To cast doubt on the promises of God. God didn't say you'd die if you eat from the tree. He didn't really mean that. And so it is in your life and in mine. We know the story of resurrection. 
We know the end of the story. But still in our own lives, we struggle from time to time with with the things that God promises us, and yet, where is he? When Jesus says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will deliver it to you, then why doesn't he answer my prayer? It's easy for us to see how Mary should have known Jesus because we know the story. And yet those doubts come to us as well. And when those doubts come for you and for me, remember that just as Jesus called Mary by her name and he, she recognized him, so too he's called each of you by name in baptism. That's why Luther says it's good for us every morning to get up and make the sign of the cross to remember our baptism. That we are called by name. And so in the midst of our doubts, may we hear the voice of Jesus calling our name. A lovely name of love. Hear the voice of Jesus for you. Amen.